Reporting from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations, this is the Cyber Risk Report. The Cyber Risk Report is a strategic intelligence product created by Cisco analysts that highlights current security issues in mid- to long-range perspectives. The report addresses seven major risk management categories, including vulnerability, physical, legal, trust, identity, human, and geopolitical. This report covers the time period of November 12th through November 18th, 2012. The Microsoft Security Bulletins for November 2012 highlighted the vulnerability activity for the period. Microsoft released six security bulletins to address 19 vulnerabilities affecting Windows, Internet Explorer, the .NET Framework, Internet Information Services, and Office. Four of the security bulletins, rated critical by Microsoft, corrected 13 vulnerabilities, two for Windows Shell, three for Internet Explorer, three for Windows Kernel Mode Drivers, and five for the .NET Framework. The .NET Security Bulletin is particularly complex and requires careful review by system administrators for deployment in their environments. Cisco has released the Consolidated and Correlated IntelliShield Alerts, Intrusion Prevention System Signatures, and an Applied Mitigation Bulletin in the Cisco Event Response for the November Microsoft Security Bulletin release. Other activity included the reporting of functional exploit code for the Oracle Java Applet JAX WS Class Processing Security Bypass Arbitrary Code Execution Vulnerability. The vulnerability affects Oracle Java Runtime Environment 7, Update 7, and prior, and a software update was included in the Oracle Java SE CPU October 2012. This vulnerability and the previously reported Oracle Java Security Manager Bypass Arbitrary Code Execution vulnerability are included in exploit toolkits and are actively being exploited. Users should update to Java version 7 update 9 and consider disabling the Java web plugin in their browsers to avoid attempted Java exploits. During the period, Red Hat released multiple security advisories and updates for Java on Red Hat products. Skype released a security advisory for a vulnerability reported in the password reset feature on the Skype website. Skype temporarily suspended the reset feature and implemented an updated password reset process. While Skype reported only a small number of its users were affected and subsequently um, notified, it's recommended that all Skype users reset their passwords. This vulnerability also raised the potential point of weakness where email account addresses are used as the same uh, username along with a password or other authentication measure. While the usernames are a known point of weakness and easily identified or guessed in many cases, the recommendation to use a non-public email address for these accounts provides a little additional protection and is an attempt at security through obscurity. Following password best practices to create a strong password, as well as implementing additional authentication methods such as two-factor authentication, if available, is recommended to provide stronger protection for these accounts. Adobe responded to a public posting by an attacker that the Adobe ConnectUsers.com forum database had been compromised, which included a posting sampling of the reported 150,000 email accounts and passwords that were compromised. Adobe's confirmed the breach and reported that it's reset account passwords. This event and posting by the attacker illustrated the lack of password best practices that are too common across the internet, including not using salted hashes in multiple iterations, not using MD5 because of its known weakness, and basic password creation best practices. 
And to the last point of password selection and complexity, it's recommended that administrators implement uh, implement password security controls that require users to create complex passwords to avoid compromises by weak and common passwords. NASA reported a stolen laptop containing sensitive personally identifiable information for a large number of employees and contractors. Similarly, there have been recent events involving a U.S. Security and Exchange Commission laptop, previous NASA stolen laptops, and increasing crime statistics reporting the theft of mobile devices. As the number of stolen mobile devices continues to increase, full encryption of the device data can help limit the event to simply a stolen device rather than obtaining compromised sensitive data on the device. Recently released reports for review include the McAfee Threats Report, third quarter 2012, and the Georgia Tech Emerging uh, Cyber Threats Report 2013. Anonymous announced an operation targeting the energy and oil industry named Pound Op Fuel Strike, including a long list of potential targets of the attacks. As the holiday shopping period approaches, highlighted in the United States by Black Friday on November 23rd and Cyber Monday on November 26th, organizations should consider increasing security awareness of current spam, phishing, and internet scams that could lead to compromised systems and networks. Multiple security websites provide tips for online shoppers that can be used to increase awareness. Of particular concern this season is to ensure browsers and Java software is updated to the latest versions. Spam campaigns including electronic invoices and billing, shipping notices, and false bank notification using the themes of approving or updating your account information. An SMS or text adware that targets users' smartphones. Users should be aware of security weaknesses in smartphones and are advised to use personal computers that, to benefit from the more secure browsers and security protections available on these systems and networks. IntelliShield published 102 events last week, 54 new events, and 48 updated events. These alerts are available via the IntelliShield Alert Manager service. Visit www.cisco.com slash go slash IntelliShield for more information. Moving on to the physical risk management category. Multiple protests and strikes against austerity measures took place in Italy, Spain, Portugal, France, Belgium, Greece, and other countries. Trade unions throughout the countries organized the largest protests, while less organized protests and marches were conducted across Europe in front of government buildings and embassies. Several of the protests turned violent in clashes with police, resulting in hundreds of uh, injuries. Some businesses were shut down because of the direct effect of the union strikes. Others shut down voluntarily in support of the protest or to avoid endangering the welfare of their businesses or employees near the protest areas. As the austerity measures continue to spread across Europe, uh, these types of protests and interruptions will continue to impact businesses, uh, travel, and government activity. While the protests have turned violent in some places, the protests and attacks have not significantly reached the Internet yet. As with many existing activist groups uh, currently conducting defacements, denial-of-service attacks, and attacks to capture and publicly post data, uh, these physical austerity protests are likely to escalate and spread to the Internet. Businesses are advised to not only remain aware of the physical activity and potential impact to their physical locations, but also increase the monitoring of their Internet presence to protect their systems and networks. 
and next in the legal risk management category. Reports from multiple sources announced that U.S. President Barack Obama has signed what is being called the Presidential Policy Directive 20, establishing the classified U.S. policy for cybersecurity. While the contents of the classified directives are not available, a report stated that the directive provides policy for how U.S. government's agencies, particularly the military, will respond to cybersecurity events. Specifically, the directive is purported to address the use of offensive cyber operations, uh, data privacy, and the use of network defenses across the government. Meanwhile, the U.S. Senate voted down the cybersecurity legislation that was supported by the president, likely ending the release of any new cybersecurity legislation uh, from the U.S. House of Representatives. Discussion of cybersecurity legislation in the U.S. House of Representatives and executive orders from the U.S. administration have been circulating for several months. Uh, It's interesting that the reported directive was classified, uh, limiting its distribution and leaving many in the private sector to wonder what exactly the U.S. policy or actions will be. The United States, like many countries around the globe, uh, continues to look toward more active or offensive cyber operations in defense of its networks and critical infrastructure, while many in the private sector continue to ask questions about attribution and the potential effectiveness of offensive operations. The Presidential Classified Directive does little to clarify the U.S. policy at home or abroad. Organizations are cautioned that any consideration or conduct of offensive cyber operations could place them in legal jeopardy at home and abroad. And next, in the trust risk management category. The latest Google Transparency Report shows increasing requests from governments across the globe to remove or restrict Internet content and provide user data. The latest report covers the period from January to June 2012, when over 20,000 requests were made for data from on over 30,000 accounts. The request to remove content also rose sharply in this period from 1,048 requests in the second half of 2011 to 1,791 in the first six months of 2012. Google repeated that it's required to follow the law in countries where it operates, but also does not comply with all the requests. This report continues to be a strong source for indicating the level of government actions regarding Internet content. The requests reflect both the increasing number of law enforcement investigations of criminal activity and government's awareness and monitoring of Internet content. While the requests cover a wide range of subjects, uh, the largest concerns include defamation to copyright and trademark and privacy and security requests. A current example was the reporting of China blocking all access to Google during the recent 18th Chinese Communist Party Congress. As governments continue to develop uh, privacy, security, and intellectual property laws regarding Internet activity, users and businesses are likely to experience further government restrictions. Businesses and individual users need to remain aware of the increasing government activity to avoid violations of restrictions implemented by the government or involvement in investigations negatively impacting their business activities. In this week in the Identity Risk Management category... As the investigation of retired U.S. Army General and former director of the U.S. Central Intelligence Agency, David Petraeus, continues to unfold, the case appears to offer several lessons on Internet activity and providing sensitive personal information. Initial investigative reports suggest that those involved took various, sometimes elaborate, steps to hide their activity and remain anonymous. Uh, 
While some involved in the case may have believed anonymity was possible, the investigation is proving otherwise. Needless to say, law enforcement conducting an official criminal investigation has extensive capabilities to acquire user information from service providers, website operators, and other sources through search warrants and forensic investigation of seized computer equipment. Counter to what many believe or have been told on the Internet, and despite many skilled individuals' best efforts to hide their identity and activity, it's not easy to remain completely anonymous and hide activity on the Internet. Whether it's a lack of technical understanding, a human or technical mistake, being socially engineered by another, data mining of publicly available information, or many other methods, it's difficult to hide your activity, identity, and traces of information that can lead back to you. Users should be aware and advised that if they do something on the internet that warrants an investigation, whether official or not, Despite what they have been told, including assurances from tools or applications that claim anonymity, you will most likely be found. And finally, in the geopolitical risk management category, following an an Israeli airstrike last week that killed Hamas, a military commander, a new military confrontation between Israel and Hamas has begun in the Gaza Strip. The Israeli Defense Forces and Hamas have taken the hostilities online as well, exchanging threats and making announcements via social media. The IDF announced the death of the Hamas leader via their Twitter feed, reportedly prior to any other official communications on the topic. Internet activists have also joined the online hostilities, taking the role of unnamed vigilantes by calling for attacks against Israeli government websites and providing information for Internet users in the Palestinian territories wishing to access the Internet despite wide connectivity problems. The social media dimension of this newest Israeli-Palestinian confrontation raises a number of issues for information security specialists. The exchange of threats between adversaries at the outset of hostilities, uh, in this case apparently involving the IDF and one or more non-state actors, is the largest signpost in the development of cyberspace as a theater of military activity. The now familiar insertion of online activists claiming affiliation with the anonymous group of hackers underscores the growing risk of asymmetric, non-state, and sometimes individual actors influencing the outcome of real-world military events. As this phenomenon evolves, uh, at some point militaries may have to deal with them as battlefield enemies. From a business perspective, Brian Fung, uh, writing for The Atlantic, notes that the apparent exchange of threats via social media probably violates the terms of service of Twitter and Facebook. He notes that Google took down a video of the deadly IDF airstrike that had been posted to YouTube. Uh, In the future, commercial content providers probably can expect to be drawn into political or even military disputes when they choose to remove or leave politically charged content. Removing content may raise uh, freedom of speech questions, while looking the other way may be just as objectionable. There are a few clear lines, but content providers, particularly social media sponsors, may want to spell out their rules as clearly as possible, using these recent events as guideline scenarios. This concludes the Cyber Risk Report for this week. To read the full report, visit www.cisco.com slash go slash SIO and select the Cyber Risk Reports link. Tune in for next week's report from Cisco Security Intelligence Operations. Thanks for listening and stay safe.